Hey guys, this is Coach Derek. I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Pueblo Boxing. Y'all be sure to check out uh, Pueblo Boxing. They have unique and high quality boxing gear and novelty gifts. You can find the gear at soloboxing.com. That's S-O-L-O boxing.com. Check it out, man. They do quality work. We're going live on that IG, too. Ah, we love. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment is here. The main event of the evening. I'm Gerald Meyer, Guy Eagles, your world-class ring announcer, to introduce Sue Boxing Hopkins. And now, to introduce your host, Tim, a.k.a. Coach! And across the ring, introducing Matty Fresh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's cold in time. Time to tune in. What's the dang deal, everyone? It's another uh, episode of Soapboxing Podcast. It's your boy Fresh. And of course, we got. Uh, Coach and uh, Hector Camacho Jr. What's up, everybody? Camacho time. I like that. <laughs> What's good, man? What's going on over there in Panama? Everything good, man. We here under lockdown right now, but everything's good, man. You know, to, you know I'm in the start of um, Ramadan, so I'm, I'm thankful. Getting things together, brother. And, you know, just blessed to be another day, you know? That's what's Whatever up. Whatever it is, the best thing, that one of the best gifts God gave everybody, man, was the next day. If, if you're able to see the next day, the blessing, man. Like, we start over. I know, that. I know that's right. You, uh, I think, like I said, I think we are maybe a year apart. Uh, uh-huh. when did you start boxing? Huh? How old? When I started? Yeah. I started Orlando, Florida. I left New York City in 94. I started going to a gym. I was number one in 96, the U.S. Amateur Boxing. On the way going to Atlanta, Olympic trials. But it was in '94 when I started competing. When I was young, I just dipped down beside the gym. I wasn't competing yet. It was more to be tough. I just get picked on when I was young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you come out your such. I had the guy do my get my hand skills together from young. <laughs> you know so I'm now, saying? so you uh, you fought nationals then? You won? You won nationals or how? Yeah, how I won the nationals, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won the U.S. championships out there. And, um, I beat Aishi Smith. I beat Aishi Smith on the U.S. championships. You know, now the match he ranked number one. Going to 96 on number one. You know, I, 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 I had some good fights, man. I won some nationals. Cincinnati nationals. I went to the U.S. Champ, the U.S. G Olympics. I won silver there. Amateur like, you know, yeah, that's where everything started from. How many, uh, how many fights you had as an amateur? 61. 61? And you, 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 uh, Ishii Smith. I, I beat you four times. <laughs> I fought, you got uh, I fought Olympic trials, opening round. A fight that I thought I won. Oh, yeah? We yeah, we always go back and forth with Zab. You know, we came a couple of times fighting. Ah, uh, you was trying to, uh, make that, uh, Atlanta Olympic team? 
Was it Atlanta in '96? No, we fought in Oakland. It was the U.S. the, the, the Olympic trials in Oakland. Okay, okay. So I can't imagine. I, I never did this before, but I'm gonna show you. You see this? Uh, you see this poster behind you? See it? Hey, that's my pops, Rick and Taylor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't see. He's it, sad I, can, I can see the painting. I can't see it. Yeah, he, man. I watched that fight not so long ago. Those were the good years. All three, all three of them signed it. Sweepy, your man, and Yeah, huh? I, believe, I believe Sweepy was main event. My father's on that show. He fought Tony Bolts off. And Taylor fought. Yeah, remember. Those are three great fighters right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, is that my mic, yo? Is that my mic doing that? No, nah, I don't know. So, if you fought to amateur, didn't you turn pro about 96, 97? 97, yeah, 96, 97. Yeah, I fought USA Boxing, my pro debut with my father. That's what they were catching. Uh, I was on the car, I my USA Boxing, I debuted on TV. I fought a guy called Lou Martinez. Believe his record was nine and four. Okay, okay, man, you fought. Uh, man, you how many pro fights you had, man? About 60, 60, How many fights you had, man? You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we. Uh, you can hear. You got sound. You hear me, fellas? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't hear y'all guys. You can't hear us? Hmm. Huh. Might be the uh, might be the connection. You still can't hear me? Let me go back, man. Hey, you got sound? He said he's gonna do it again. <coughs> So we have technical difficulties. I guess I guess because he's probably from uh you know he's in Panama. They might have been having some issues over there. It's probably a whole different setup for internet and stuff. Who knows, man? If uh these are the kind of problems we have when we go uh international. Yeah. <laughs> we, barely, we barely figure we barely figuring out local. Yeah. <laughs> if it freezes up on us, do I can uh yeah, you you can jump over the IG. Yeah, tell them hit me up on my IG. There you go. Buzz, you can hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. Right, we back in business. We back. We back. <clears throat> so in 96, you turned. How many fights total you got right now? Right now? I believe I'm 58, 7, um, 70 fights, 69 fights. I remember. You fought last year, right? Yeah, I fought last year, man. I fought last year. I came back for last year. Heavy again. <laughs> you know what? Heavy again, man. And I guess that's why I always tell someone to come back. And I don't give myself. I don't give myself. um. The best chances of, uh, of 
of really exploiting. You know what I'm saying? Exploding. If I was getting my name out there and take advantage of what it is, you know, what I mean? it's the lack of motivation. Now, uh, you had, uh, I think it was last year, wasn't it, that you had, you had, and without going too much into detail, but you had an opportunity to come out here and, and fight in Houston, didn't you? And, so, and just contract, the con it just didn't work out. One we signed the contract, we had everything going. I see, you know, promoter put a plug. We called them back, let's work it out. You know, in boxing, my stage, you get all these kind of promoters. I get a lot of phone calls for fights. And I'm clear when it comes to boxing. Like, if we're doing a deal, I don't know you. I'm going to ask for something up front, advance. Like, I don't know the person. You're not going to hold me up. When it gets to that kind of level where I'm at, I ask those kind of things. If you can't afford to pay me 50% of what you're telling me, then you can't pay me the rest. And I just stand in the business we go through. So sometimes they use the person's name. Sometimes the fights don't pan out. Or sometimes the on their part, they'll come through. I'm talking about the small promoters. I'm not talking about big promoters. They're obviously big promoters at the big events. You know, they got the, they got the network behind them. Like a sure thing almost, you know? But other than yeah, that, I mean, you have, you have some ties to Houston as well, don't you? We were talking about earlier about... Uh... I don't think I've had a girlfriend out there. <laughs> probably, uh, probably a good thing, bro. <laughs> I'm in Dallas often. Um, I pop in out Dallas, you know, San Antonio, but not really, not really Houston. Okay. How did you, how, how you end up in Dallas? You know, I fell in love. I fell in love with my wife during that time. I was in Orlando, I was in Florida training. I just had a uh -huh. fight. And I stood in Florida training. I bumped into her one night and from there, you know, we just clicked and headed off. They became 13 years together. That's where she's from, Panama. That's where she from. We came back to Panama. She lived to me for a lot, for for living in New York City, and Puerto Rico. You know, I, I we as fine. We live a life of gypsies. We like to roll. I'm, I'm always constantly moving back and forth. I enjoy that life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the blessing alone. What comes along with being, you know, the fight game. Get to travel, to other things. So anyway, yeah, that's how that came to Come to a lot as a as a as a top amateur, there's a lot of traveling too. You get stuck on that, and then uh, the pros ain't no different, man. Different camp places, different fighting places. It's a traveling man's sport. <laughs> the only thing I, I you know I, you know in amateur days, but you know of course you're younger, you're coming up, and you build a camaraderie, you build a team, man. You know, um, so in the amateur days, it was fun. Like it was fun. You know, it's. It was fun. Boxing supposed to be fun, you know. The pro right. days, it was like that, but now it turned more into business. It's no longer a sport, like you would say. You know what I'm saying? You got to do a lot of BS outside the ring. Regular fight that you don't see. It's absolutely not not a sport at the business side. <laughs> On the business tip, <clears throat> what uh, I'm gonna tell you know something I always want to know as a as a, you hear me? Just trying to train the camera. I know coming up, bro, from a from a a fight family, man, with several pros and all those kids boxed. And uh, my uncle, my uncle was a, a top middleweight out of New Orleans in the seventies, and that's nowhere near uh, of having a dad. As a world, you know, all-time great boxer, and as a kid, man, we felt 
we felt not pressure because some it wasn't pressure, but you know, known for boxing. And so you had to defend yourself, had to learn how to fight all the whole deal. Now, having a dad that's a multi world champion, one of the all time greats, bro. How, as a kid, how did you uh cope with that kind of pressure, or did you not feel no pressure, or, or how was it? You know, you know, it had its good, it had its bad. The good thing is, everywhere I walk, people, hey, let's come out here. I was signing autographs. I'm like, hey, nah, don't take your picture. <laughs> that came fast to me. Uh, my family, my mother's side was a poet. It wasn't too big on that. Come on. They want to keep me away from the people. Because in their, in their mindset, New York City is bad. We live in a bad neighborhood. We came from the hood. We come from the project. I wasn't raised in a super bowl. I came from Spanish Harlem from the hood. So, yeah, right. you know, dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So, it was great. It was cool. Everybody got to knew me. So, you know, that was the cool part of it. The other side of it, I'm Camacho Jr. Those boys in the streets for me to hang out. I would get tested. Right. I didn't care who. That's the reason why the boy come out. You know what I'm saying? That's fight. I just get that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could imagine that. And part of my life in New York, when I lived on 112th Street, Second Avenue, they knew I woke up because my grandma's house picked me up, and I was coming by the flag cars and see me. You know what I'm saying? When he came around, the whole block came out. Everybody came out. Then we moved up to 112th in, in Madison Avenue out there. When I moved over to that building called Lotres Unido, my mother's went from the jump. We gonna change the name. The name we call Lewis. Hector Lewis. Don't tell nobody you come out your son. Because Lewis, come on. I did that. And I found myself doing it. I found the peace. I actually found who I wanted to be, opposed to being Camacho son, Camacho son. So my game with the story is how my body's career turned and where it went to. But during that time, I kept it a quiet for like four years. That was Camacho. Good. I told you, so, know, to work out. So it came. I just impressed because from there, I learned how to play other sports, baseball, basketball, football. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so it came with a, it came with a, a, a certain, uh, absolute level of, uh, of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, pressure. I know. All day, man. All day, man. Oh, and I, there were times I was, I was mad. I used to be mad at my father because shit. People used to tell me, man, come out your son. You can come out something you don't live in a pissy hallway or you don't live in the building. The project right. me. I just get that often. And I just, I just get Bobby because my father found on TV. Everybody knew my father was, but I'm still in the pussy hallway. And you know when, when your mother and your father breaks up, your father always the ass, you know what I'm saying? Always the yeah. bad one. Right. In yeah. that case, my household, my father was the bad one. So I was having right. that injection. Yeah. So I started to go with whatever, you know, case now, whatever not, you know, but. So when you yeah. when you moved up to Madison, how, how old were you then? I was about 12. So, so about, that's... about 10, 10 or 14. When I was 14, that's when I moved to um to Orlando, Florida, when I started pursuing boxing. So that was so that was about mid 90s? Yeah, 90. Yeah, no, that, that was about 1988, 89, 90, 92. The, the, the Zavio fight was 1985, 86, 85. Yeah. And so. so I introduced to the boxing ring when he told me to do a flurry. I did a flurry. He picked me up and the whole crowd yelled. The old guard was going crazy. That was the day I wanted to become a fighter with Papa Zavio. And you remember that? Hell yeah. <laughs> At that moment, he lifted me up. I told myself, I want to be like my father. I want to be great like him. Huh. And so that's that's that, that that's when the seed was planted. 
that's from the senior planet. And I grew up with that kind of thing because, you know, I, I've been seeing the limelight from young. I was yeah. in the club at 12, 13, 14, drinking. I, I lived a fast life because who my father was. Yeah. Um, and when I came into boxing, I wanted to be known for myself. Right. I didn't want to be known as Camacho son. So that was my golden box. I become world champion two or three times. My goal is to be known for myself so I get that respect. And I felt in 19, 2001 when I had an HBO deal and my father wanted to be on the show and I was the main event. My father was the mom's part. I reached that highlight of my career during that time. That was my championship, so to speak. Right. I'm going to tell you something, man. Being a, uh, being a young white kid growing up in the neighborhood, in the hood, I remember, I remember rooting, even though, even though Mancini was an Italian, I remember as a white guy, you know, that's how we're fighting, right? And so when, when he fought your dad and lost, I was like, man, that damn, uh, Camacho made too good, he's too good, and it pissed me off. But then he savaged, he, he savaged his rep with me because he whooped uh, uh, Ray Leonard in the Gulf Coast. And I'm, I'm the biggest, my hero growing up was Tommy Hearns, right? So we lost we lost to Ray Leonard, and then we won in 89, and they, they called it a draw. And then your dad demolished him. Right there, close to New Orleans, so I was, I was automatically uh, Camacho fan again. <laughs> it's funny how you uh, identify. I tell my father, pops, I don't fights don't count for me. Like the Leonard fight, the Duran fight, but they were absolutely great, 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 great fighters. My father was a great, great, great fighter. Yeah, right. Those kind of wins, Leonard. You know, I mm, I love Leonard, man. I love Leonard. Oh, he, he's he's great. <laughs> Ray Leonard fight, is the Mancini fights. That was my father was in the prime. He won his third world championship, but that was right. his goal because three times Golden Glove champion and three times world champion. That was his goal. He reached the Mancini fight, but during those times. They wanted to see my father his ass kicked. They wanted to see him get. They wanted to see him punished. Right, he wasn't, right. He wasn't. He was cocky. He was confident. He wasn't arrogant. Let's say um. And I and I like Floyd. He, he was. Floyd. He was a showman. Yeah, Floyd. Floyd, what you call arrogant? A one when he was young, when he doing, when he doing his things. Um, AB fought in that category as far as arrogant. Macho Man wasn't arrogant. Macho Man was good. Huh. I said Macho Man was great, and the thing is, he understood at the pro level, this is entertainment, man. So he entertained He was the way he changed the game. He revolutionized the game. He saw he could these guys, how to promote themselves. Yes, absolutely. Coming out with all the uh, the different characters and stuff, man. And dude, legendary to this day. You see a lot of fighters fighting. I seen Keith Thurman fight yesterday because the podcast I was watching. He too wear a Macho Man style boxing trunk. You think one of these fighters said, you know what? I want to give a special shout out to Hector Macho Camacho who inspired me. Then nobody says those things. They all credit somebody else. But that guy was an icon in boxing from his staff, oh. with his wing work, from his entrance. Look at the person I see my man. 
looking for a man when he fought Gaddy, but inside of me in the, in the throne, in a chair, same way my father would let it. So, you, know, you don't hear people say, I like to give a shout out to my who expired. The Macho Man changed the game. And I just think Showman, his style of boxing was phenomenal. Would you say, I would say uh, that Angus dude, bro, was the first one to, to use his style. Uh, huh? I'm just having a brain for uh Prince Nassim. Prince Nassim came out trying to entertain like your father did, man. With the interest yeah, my, my mother, my mother, brother. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, but he took it to the next level as far as his, his ring entrance. Like he's got to right. be in the ring, you know, in a in a mat in a rug. I mean, he does his own little thing. You know, he he put a little more flair to it, I guess. But yeah, he must he must have copped it. Being you know, he must stole it. Being in Southport, yeah, yeah, of course, a lot of them have a lot. Yeah, absolutely, man. He uh, he was great, man. Entertainment, and I think a lot of fighters don't realize. Uh, professional fighters don't realize. You know, it's just as much entertainment as it is uh, athletic competition. You know. Yeah, you know, you know what, and that's what I tell fighters. You know, I'm getting tell you about you know saying you know about throwing the towel in boxing. But if, if I have fighters, something I would tell them: mark yourself. You gotta find a nigga that works for yourself. You gotta build a fan base. You gotta be nice. <clears throat> if you cheer, great. If you boo, great. Or great nerd, because they want to see you lose. If they stay quiet, I mean, you know, you're not worth. You gotta put something out there. Entertain yourself. You gotta be marketable. Mark. hundred percent. Say it again. 
I fought Uni Boy Campus right after he fought my father. He fought my father to a draw. And then I, I fought I fought Uni right after and beat him. You got to tell me. You got to give me your uh, your side of the uh, Jesse James fight, man. You was ahead of that fight. Tell me about tell me about the uh, the ending, man. Because originally you, you won by a cut, right? People said a lot of things about that fight. People were Camacho took that six hundred thousand he ran and he was winning on the scorecard to hit, and you know he cut out. A lot of things been said about that fight. I tell you, I tell you what about that fight. You know, I got headbutt. The the, the vision was blurry. So after he asked me, "You ready?" So yeah, you ready to fight? So, yeah. You okay? I said, my, my vision burn, I'm ready to fight. Let's go. And then he pulled back to the corner. They stopped the fight. When they stopped the fight, my first question was, before they stopped it, does this count as what's going down? Scorecards? Scorecards. After the fifth round. All right. So he walked off. Being a, being, being a smart one of the game, that's what I did. And went to the scorecards. Of course, I was ahead, so I got the victory. And and they, they and what happened? And then Leha protested. So we said, okay, we'll fight you again. We'll fight you San Antonio. So then they went through the court little thing. I guess Leha won that battle. Um, then he had a chance to fight me for Mickey Ward. If you remember in that fight, when he fought Mickey Ward, the fight got stopped in the headbutt too. Mm-hmm. And then um, Larry Murchie said, didn't you accuse Camacho? Then Leha rightfully did say, well, I'm going to bleed I'll bleed my whole career. So me doing it one time, which is true. But that's what happened. I had bad, I had bad records after that fight. So before I walked into that Leha fight, I was the next Latino superstar. Now I, I was very we've been negotiating a fight against De La Hoya with the Torsi De La Hoya, but we had to throw Gaddy next with a good deal coming up. So we had to get past Leha. And before that fight, I was a superstar. You know, HBO, my own show, Coney Island, haven't done boxing for years. And this was this was my coming out party. And after that fight, the next day in the morning, when I looked in the paper, it said Camacho, it said Coward. When I seen that, the next day in the morning, I said F-boxing. That's not that I should have known better. Because uh-huh. I my father's career, how it went. Him being who he was, they still crucified him. So when I, I seen mean... the next day, I said F-boxing. I have, got paid $600,000, like, you know what, F-boxing. And that's what, from there on, came down for about my career. I remember... Uh... I remember they HBO was pushing it heavy, man. That was them coming out party. So yeah, we're not so, next. That uh you know who else that backfired on, man? I I I, I know I know Bernard said he was really hurt when he got X-rays and all that shit, but I think once he done once he done tried to pull a point or get a disqualification and it backfired on him. You know, uh, he had to just uh, it, it play it off like he was really hurt. You remember when Chad Dawson dumped him? Who Hopkins? Yeah. I don't know about that. I didn't. I, I don't quite remember that fight. I would have been Hopkins the dog. Oh no no no! I'm a, I'm a super Hopkins fan. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, what I'm saying is, when he got tackled, he was looking at the ref going, "Oh my arm, my arm." And I figured that was a veteran move saying, take a point. You know, take a point from Chad. That's Then he gets a 10 8 oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He probably saw. But I do that as well. People swing uh-huh. judges. You, you have to do that. 
Right, right. Macho, stop holding. I talked to my family. Come on, but he's holding me, man. Y'all, I got to hold him. We got to talk up and the judge. Yeah, watch his head, judge. Watch his head. We have to do that. But sometimes, sometimes it shit backfire. Like, when they told you, man, we went ahead on the cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. We cut. And then look what happened. A lot of people don't understand boxing, man. A lot of people don't understand. Nah. nah, they don't understand boxing, man. Nah, man, I'm not saying. They don't know shit about boxing. They don't understand at all. Boxing, at all. Now, look, I'm not saying do it. I'm not telling young fighters to do it. But I'm saying each round matters. And if you get a 10 8 from saying, oh, man, this one was a butt, it hurts, or whatever, you get the 10 8. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, Saul Duggery. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, all the war. It's all the war is what it is. And that that's what it is. Fire, it's a fight, man. <laughs> I knew hey. that. I knew. That's what it was, man. I wanted to hear your side, bro. And I knew you was going to tell me the truth. <laughs> like, that's how it is, doc. Ah, that's how it is. Supposed to. I ain't here to hide nothing. And it says, uh, how, you know, you know how boxing funny is? It, it works both ways. That fight when Fury fought that kid from the heavyweight fighter from some, I forgot where, when he had a bad head cut, bro. That bad head butt, remember? It was a punch. That Tyson Fury was split up. Yeah, they yeah. They robbed that one boy out of history. If anybody else, they would have stopped that fight. It worked both right. ways, man. He had a cut from here to here, man. Yeah, that, uh, it's that's, a lot of money. That, that Swedish dude. Yeah, because that, that, that wilder thing had to happen. You lose. They robbed that Swedish boy out of history. <laughs> right, right. And boy, you can see his brain. You can see his brain through that cut. <laughs> For sure, yeah, man. man. But boxing don't joke up there, man. Remember how I seen Rodman had a lump up here. Boxing yeah. don't joke in there, man. Everything mad. Let me tell you something. One punch that bothers when you're in the clinch and you punch somebody in the ear. Bing. It has to be hard. When you're in the clinch, you just rock somebody in the ear. Bing. It'll buzz them. Boxing the war up there, man. You gotta, you gotta pick and choose your battles up in there, you know. When the whole, when the fight, it's not just going there and throw punches and fight. Those are, those are the tricks of the trade, man. That these young guys have no idea about. That uh, yeah. I seen Rodman, I seen Rodman had a head on his head. I remember. <laughs> he had a, he had a lot out there, man. But uh, now that we live, now that we live, man. Uh, Give my partner a shout out like you did when you went live. Wayne, you were saying how good it was, how tough it was. Woodrow. Well, my man, Wayne, yeah, you know, I, I go back. I still remember the fight today. I said, that, that, that boy is tough. I, I said, that white motherfucker's white boy is tough. Right. <laughs> I, I had to keep fighting my fight. I couldn't I couldn't cruise on him. I was ahead of points. I couldn't cruise. He kept on coming. Yeah, boy, it was tough, man. Yeah, man. Shout out, man. God bless you, man. And keep punching. I used to be in the gym with. I used to be in the gym with him, uh, with my guy, and uh, I was a young kid in the gym learning to be a trainer at that point, and I'm observing everything. And Wayne, that little bitty dude, bro, used to spot the heavyweights, everybody, cruiserweights, light head. What y'all fought at? Like 40, 47, maybe? 140. That, that 140 pound dude, uh, five foot six, seven, maybe six. Sparring heavyweights, bro. Going at. He's just a journeyman, man. He didn't get it. You know, he had to earn it. Every spot he had, he had to earn it. But yeah, man, that's my dude, bro. 
You from the same mother city. You could have picked that to beat him good. If you gave yeah. him an opportunity, he could have fight. He probably put a fighter on. He was tough. He wasn't just any kind of fighter. What you, uh, what, you, what you got going on right now? Well, I got a lot of things going on. I just locked in right here with them all. With coronavirus, man. <laughs> I'm working on I'm always staying busy outside of boxing, outside of the ring, community wise. You know, being a mother, I'm always giving back over to something, do something charity. But I'm working on a couple of things, man. I got a, you know, a fight off front that I'm thinking about. I really motivated me. It's my age and all the time I have that I can't walk out the boxing game without doing something. Um, I have one option to come back to the ring. We're in talk right now. I'm doing a lot of things outside of it. I got a book coming out. A book of my father's called March Time. Oh, that's what's up. Stay busy, but man, stay busy. I'm taking the time now. You got time now. Shut down to to write, to draw, keep the mind creative, keep the mind buzzing. It should be a busy year once they let me out, man. That's, are you working? Are you working with any fighters as well? Nah, you know what? Nah, nah. I'm dipping in there. I'm thinking about it. I'm really putting these on paper. I'm real probably promotion. As far as managing, I don't know. As far as training, I I don't know. It depends, because you know, um, not every style is the same. I have to work with somebody who's hot or something. Like every style is the same, you know? So when it comes to, when it comes to training, I'm not too sure. But for our promotion, I think that'd be the route for me to go. As a fighter, I know what fighters need. I know how to build the fight. I've seen one of the best do it. So. You, uh, certainly your father uh, worked with you, but who, who was your first uh, trainer? Outside my, of your my father never worked with me. That's the crazy part about this. Oh, okay. My father never trained me. My father never showed me, hey, do this. He never told me none of that. He never took time out to show me, never. I started with a local trainer called Pedro Ramos. That was my first amateur trip, my coach from amateur. He took me all the way to Olympic trials. When I turned pro, I moved to a team in Puerto Rico. I stood in Puerto Rico about 10 years of my career. I went undefeated with that team. When I left that team, it's after the Leha fight. I went to New York. I wanted to find something better. That's when I started hanging out. I started going, you know, and I came out box afterwards. So I, mean, I, I, I came with a couple of hands. I even went to Matthew Stewart. I mean, I came over here to, to Joe Goose. And, you know, I, I moved around when I came to training. I trained there. Do, do you feel, should you have stayed with your first guy or what? What do you think? In, in boxing, what I learned. So let's say, for example, if I see, um, I put now with in the gym, rest in peace. I would take a bad button and show me something. Like I always do in the gym. I have a trainer, but I would look at other things and observe. I think the best trainer is one eyes, because you look and learn. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, you know, no, no, no. Probably during that time, there was times in Puerto Rico, and I had opportunity to go to Manuel Stewart, young in my career, but I had an HBO deal. I didn't make that move. I was comfortable in Puerto Rico with my team. I'm my right. leader. <laughs> and that would mess me up. But if I have to look back to go over trend, no, no, no. We find out every day. So you spent time with uh you spent time with Goosen, you say? Yeah, I changed that Goosen. I, I worked with both Goosen, Larry Goosen and Joe Goosen. How was your time with them? Oh man, it was great, man. You know, they they, they hard knock, they know they're boxing. They yeah. open boxing, they boxing. They've been boxing all their life as far as, you know, most other things. They are acting career, but they were acting before. But their main thing is, you know, boxing. So, yeah, it was great, man. Our knowledge from both sides. Absolutely. I met him at a... Uh, Everywhere has his own school of boxing. 
Puerto Rico have their style, New York City have their style. But every place have their own school. Yes, so. absolutely, absolutely. That uh, I met Goose and we had a fight in Vegas uh, last year, and I got the opportunity to meet him. But I was a fan, uh, you know, of him as a trainer, anyway. But uh, yeah, man, it, it it's it's almost like regions. Right? Every region has a style of fight, depending on where you at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's all about adapting. Right. Absolutely. And experience. Every fight could be different. Like every round could be different. See, people underestimate their opponent having a good team behind, you know, so adjusting, adapting. That's what made Floyd so good. You could adapt. That's in the Macho Man so good. You could adapt. Your father, father, absolutely, used to get in that ring and make them tell on themselves. And then whatever they gave him, he, he cleared the table. <laughs> you hey, want to give him a Whenever you fought the macho man, you had to fight his fight. You couldn't take him out of his zone and make him fight your fight. You couldn't take him out of his zone and make him stay there and bang. His style was his style. If you're going to beat him, you're going to beat him in his style. Like, that's something I respected about the money about my father. He wasn't, he wasn't going to force him to fight dirty or fight toe-to-toe. And put him against the vote and bang him. He doesn't have a fighter. Hell no. How was it? How was it fighting in the same car with your father? Nerve wrecking. I worry about his dad. I worry about Hunk. I know, you know, I know he'll be like I behave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> his behavior was much more, you know, much more on the level. So I think I won't worry about Hunk. But just like that, his behavior wasn't on the level. His training was on the level. This guy really, this guy is a bus's chops, man. Mm. I just walk in my father in his room sometimes at one, two in the morning. I can hear him. When I walk in, he's in there practicing, either boxing or karate. I mean, he nonstop. Even I'm talking about in the 30s, 40s, 50s, my whole life knowing him. He was sharp outside the ring. Mm. As a ruler, as a ruler of thumb, I, I, you know, all my fighters understand he who controls the face wins the fight. And that's why we work. You know, that's why we work to increase that red line, man. You, it, it, I, I got to gauge how, how much you can go full blast on whatever drill we're doing and then increase it so we can change the pace of that fight if it gets away from it. And your father, I, I, I would agree with that. He was a master of that. He was a master of controlling the pace of a fight. Be it, be it with his feet, be it with his hands, whatever. He'll take the pace back, right? I agree with you 100%. I like what you just said just now. I like what you just said just now. What you do with your fighters. I like that. Because that's the damn truth. That's the first time I heard somebody at trainer say something like that. You have to. Oh, I, you have hey, you have to I'm the shit. You got to walk. If you, if you never want fighter, you got to walk uh, off a little bit, take a breath, and come back to Hey, we ain't never going to hear the end of this now. It's, it's, <laughs> I always been the shit, though. Look. Hey, this is the thing, though. Uh, my boxing is real old, bro. And so when I say things, and 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 these young guys, they hear certain things that you and I talk on on Facebook and stuff, and they they their mind gets blown. And I'm like, do you realize that comes from the fifties, the sixties? <laughs> That's real boxing, and, and they just they don't understand, man. They don't understand. 
Hey, was there ever was there don't walk out? They don't understand, mate. Off a off a jab, a quick hook, come off, hold them, push them, hit the angles. Dude, a master, a master boxing fights as little as possible in the round <laughs> while winning, while winning to go on to the next round. Yeah, that's listen, my kids, bro. Amen. <laughs> this one, I tell my kids, look here, man. You make sure we gonna split this. We gonna split this this round up in forty five second intervals. And that last 45 seconds, you end up back over here, so he got to walk way over there. All right, coach. And then they go to they go out of my, Oh, school. I don't hear, I don't hear, I don't hear guys talk about these things. That to me, as a little kid hey, growing up in boxing, you being told this as a kid after you learn your fundamentals, son. You got three minutes. You gonna break this up and around. So we gonna come take him left, take him right. Take him to his car and walk him back over here, and now he got to walk way over there when it's over here. That shit matters, man. Ten seconds first matter in the fight. Look, look who uh, we were talking about. We were talking about Ray Leonard, right? And a lot of people, a lot of fans, right, right. A lot of fans say, "Man, Ray Leonard ain't beat Marvin Hagler." And I say, you, "You don't know what you're looking at. That's the problem." If you watch, and I'm a Marvin Hagler, I'm not a Ray Leonard fan. That ain't my hero, but Ray Leonard was a wizard in that damn fight because he wasn't supposed to make it three, four rounds, man. And and if you listen close, you can hear his corner saying, 30 seconds. Here he come. <laughs> Round one, let's go back and put another one in the bank. And and left Marvin Hagler looking for him. It was, it was the 12th round. He's still looking for him. They can't find him. These kids don't understand, man. Old school boxing. And, you know what your blessing my, is, Derek? You know what your blessing is? You grew up in boxing from your uncle. You right. grew up in boxing. These new cats don't know what they're talking about. These new cats want to show people shoulder roll. They want to show people <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. They're messing up the game. But you just said you're 100% correct. And your blessing is because you was in the fight game. You brought up the fight game. Me too. Listen to this. This is our language. And it makes Listen sense. to this. I tell people, I tell people, even when I post them on social media, boxing has to make sense. What you just said makes sense. Bring it back to your corner, make a walk. Or right. use the clinches, make your opponent walk. Make a move with leg. All you make a move with leg. Those are because all cool moves. Those don't change. That's a big that, fight is great. If that ain't the truth, then boxing ain't a science and it's just a foot race. I'm telling you, it ain't a foot race. It's a science, and it's it's, it's mathematics to all this shit. And that's what they are saying, man. When I was a kid, my my father would put boxing gloves on. My father was a big man, right? He's six five, three hundred pounds. Bro. He fought amateur in the service. He was a heavyweight, and he would put on boxing gloves, and that was our mix. And I'd be shooting jabs, hooks, right hands, slipping shots. And and so when I see the pitter pat midsection, that's for pizzazz. That's for the show off for the captain. So where's the fundamentals? We're not learning fundamental boxing like that, man. And that's my biggest gripe is these guys who want to be boxing trained and they boxing fans. They love boxing. They eat shit, sleep boxing. Yep. They don't know, so they go find some videos of how to do boxing mix, and now they train. But they have no understanding about controlling pace. 
distance, range. They have no understanding of the difference between distance and range. They think it's all the same. So you can see, you can take these top guys, these amateurs who win a lot. He's winning because he's the best athlete. But in a professional game, we're going to nullify that shit. We're going to take that from it. Best athlete ain't going to matter because you have no idea. I'm putting these mathematics on your ass, man. And that's what, that's, that's what I love about the That's what I love about the sport, man. I have a kid. I got to bring him up. Two-time national champion, right? I built him from the ground up, scratch. First jack. And he said one time, he said, Coach, he said, here I am, national champion, captain of Team USA. And at home, these boys are still saying, oh, man, we ain't going to do it. Oh, man, somebody going to beat us. His, his final amateur record was 79 and 12. He said, uh, he said, man, these boys don't, don't respect me, man. They think I ain't no good. I said, you know why? They don't understand. They have no idea what you're doing in there, man. So his trainer is just saying, faster, throw more shots. Jam. Oh, jam. That means I get to win some more because you don't know what the fuck happened. That's the problem, man. So these guys, rather than get a proper education, man, rather than get, hook up with people, do a... Uh, apprenticeship under a trainer and learn the sport. Man, every trainer shares everything. Like you said, you was a, you is a, a, a famous professional. You in the gym, Sweetfield talk to you, whoever talk to boxing people, love boxing. they'll share everything with you. The guys don't listen, yeah. man. They listen with their mouth. Yeah. yeah like that's what the old folks like to do. I love it. I used to sit down there and absorb everything. They just want to talk and they're giving you free game. Right. Don't fuck about shoulder mode and leave my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely, bro. So, so back when no I'm saying, don't shoulder mode, don't break your body apart back in those days. Hit the arms. Those are the days, man. You have to fight in there. You have to find ways to win. And your contenders were motherfuckers. They were mothers, man. You have to be in shape to fight back in there. It was a fight. Right. Those right. Go away. Who? 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 That's who were some of the people? Who were some of the people that were influencing you in the gym? That were there in your ear talking to you about boxing and 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 helping you along in the career? I always like to show the trainers. I always like hmm. to put trainers. My father trained him. My father was sparring. I stand next to the trainer. You know, I stand next to the trainer. He would down tell my father pick that up. I talk to old folks. If I finish training, I would hang when I was young. I'm talking about. I hang around the gym. And hmm. the other trainer, the other fighters are doing. With their training and ask them. That's a professional out there playing. But um, my father from the outside watching him, and me myself watching fights, man. I, you know, I watch a lot of fights. Hey, I was there? If I had to impress me, they have to be a damn good fighter. You're not gonna impress me to be the puncher. I mean, I, I I like the science of boxing. I like the skills of boxing. Was there never an opportunity for you to fight uh, Vargas? <laughs> Yeah, we, me and Vargas came close to a fight. Um, Milford, man. You want to come back by that time? He's like 280 pounds, man. You ain't gonna fight. You know what I'm saying? My man, 280 pounds, you gonna fight what? It made the fuck out of me. You ain't gonna fool me. I'm, I've been all my life in boxing. So I knew it was a 50 50 thing. So I'm trying to get money up front. I knew it was a 50 50 thing. You ain't gonna get that way right now. 
But the funny thing is, when I seen Vargas six months down the line, that he said no, he's not taking a fight. After I seen him at six months down the line, I seen him shoot, lost weight, look good, bro. He look good. But I knew that was happening. That's nuts, man. Let me. Hey, boxing all about show, man. Like I'm planning on coming back at my age. I'm staying in shape. Like I haven't been beat up. I know I could do what's out there in boxing. That's what I mean. What's out there right now? Yeah, a lot of fights out there. People say, hey, he's good. He's good. good. But talent wise, they ain't too much. They, they ain't they, too much. Talent wise, there isn't too many fighters. Here. Wow. It's it's the market saturated. Yeah, the market saturated. Everybody's in boxing. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it, it, they get athletes and they train their butt off and they shit. These are two things. But skill wise, you don't see. Either they great athletes and they in great shape. That's one thing. But skill, the art of boxing, you don't see. You ain't seen that. Ever since Floyd left, you ain't seen that, man. So, who, 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 who would you like to get into the ring right now with? Who do you see Me yourself with? I like to challenge myself. I'm a, I'm a boxer guy. You know, I, I like, I, as much as I like Earl Spence, I think he's the best fighter out there right now. I would say Earl Spence to test my thing. I mm. like Crawford. I, I'll aim those. Danny, Danny Garcia for me. I like Danny me being a Puerto Rican brother. Well, he's a Philly, Philly Rican, but I give him a special <laughs> fight like that. And I like Danny. And he, his resume is off the hook. But those ain't what I call a fighter that I think I skill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not one of those top, top say level fighters. Nah. But they out there. Porter. Porter's a hard worker, great athlete. Mm. Do you he's think uh do you think Earl could ever get back to where he was after that injury? He's born with that natural talent. That's something God gave him. So I agree. And but- his style his style was basics. He he just he just mastered every, you know, he, his basics are real, real good. He's big, strong. He's big, strong, and fundamental, right? I agree with you, but I just I worry. I worry as a trainer. You know that ain't that wasn't a knockout from a punch. You know what I'm saying? Like the brain injury. I just hope they 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 they, they take their time. Rather before the quarantine, they were talking about, oh, we're fine, everything's fine. We're gonna get back to sparring and shit. And I was like, man, they ain't for real in the world. He should be getting getting ahead, man. They need to they need to slow that process down. And they maybe are. Who knows? I don't know. I I I, I work with uh with uh Derrick James a little bit, but but uh I hope I they take their time and let them heal up properly. I don't think he's gonna risk everything he gained at this point. Just for you know, just for um too much of them in the fight, time to fight well. I don't think he'll risk it. Right. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that would be his move. That that that's what I'm talking about. Take your time, man. Hey, but you... if he comes back, it's because he's ready. Right, right. Or you his basics. So he don't need to be in rhythm. He's not a rhythm fighter. He's good at his basics. Cover up's good with defense, you know. Good Very fundamental sound. How long? How long did yeah. Garcia take off? Mikey, Which Mikey Garcia? took off what? Two years? Three years, maybe. Three years, and he came back. He st- I, listen. He wasn't injured though. He right, wasn't injured. that's what I mean. Right, but if 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 Earl can take this time right now and take advantage of it, he's still young. He's 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 on the top. I take as much time 
as possible. Come back a thousand percent healthy. Before this quarantine, remember, he was talking about having to come back this year. And I was, man, I, I didn't want him to do that again. I'm on the outside. That in my mind, I don't know what's really going on. They could have been selling selling a dream because Bob Allen was shitting on them publicly. But, but yeah, take your time, man, and come back. Macho, let me ask you this. Are you as high, are you as high up on Bud Crawford as I am? If I'm tied up to what? Are you are you as impressed and high up on Bud Crawford as I am? I'm very impressed. That guy is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Crawford, I haven't yeah. seen too much for them to say that he's the best. Um, because I look at I look at people's resume and who they fought, but but what I'm impressed to say, he's a dog. Like you gotta be good. You got to be. Great to beat Crawford. That's good. Great. Yeah. You fight to fight him. He's a dog. You fight to boxing. You fight a way to fight. He got power in his hands. So I give him credit. Hell yeah. But to me, the ranking one of the best top tops. And now I'm not so yet because of the resume. Is he? Yeah, he's star potential. Is he that good? It seems like he's that good. What what impressed me, what impressed me on Crawford was that last fight where he was boxing. He took a hit, he got offended, and then he came back out and just switched his whole style of boxing and just started beating him for the for, for the remainder of the fight. I mean, just giving him an ass yeah, whooping. Yeah, yeah, a dog. When I seen yeah. that, I said, ooh, and I, that's the first time I seen him fight. I said, this boy's a dog. Yeah. This boy's a dog. That's what uh, good to beat him. Good, good to beat him. That's yeah. impressive that night. That's an impressive performance because yeah. the boy was strong. Oh, that kid was good, man. Yeah. He was just a far he was a foreigner. We didn't know. He was an Olympian. That's why I give Bonner. Adrian Bonner, a lot of credit, Adrian Bonner. I, I don't see too much, you know, into the best he does. If you could change that, great. But um, when he fought Milano, my man told the late rounds was walking Milano down, coming forward. He didn't quit. He didn't quit after nah, he didn't quit. That's for sure. He can't uh, fight. He kept on. And Floyd fought Madonna like two fights after that. So that's yeah. a lot. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think uh I'm with you as far as Crawford. He needs the marquee, he needs the marquee wins over people for he be uh all that he Yeah, can fight be. Porter, fight Garcia. Fight but that, uh, Garcia. that eye test, yeah man, flying colors. I wanna see him in there with somebody. But you good. got well, what you think about Lopez, man? Tiofimo. Lopez. I seen him twice. The last fight I checked out, sat down and watched it. As long as the last four. The kid explosive. He's strong. He's in his momentum right now. Like he's yeah. hype right now. When you gotta fight as confident and hype upon himself, like yeah, he believes in himself. He could be dangerous. Now finding a Lopez who's experienced, that's a dangerous fight. But the, <coughs> but the kid want to be great. All of the people who are behind them believe in him. Yeah. He's himself. So, I mean, it's an interesting fight. Like, he fighting the fight right now. Like, you know, this is a big fight coming out party. Man, yeah, I, got, I got a fighter I've been watching for a while, man. I, I really like him. I've been trying to talk to Coach about him. I, I don't know. But what, what, what do you think about uh, on the female side, Clarissa Shields? I haven't seen too much of 
She's great. She's great. I'm telling you, take my word for it. When I see her shadow box, oh, she's strong. And she don't box boxing game is good. Um, last few months I was with Layla Ali. And her boxing, you know, was decent. Was decent. Are you, are you, are you not big on, on female boxing? Huh? Are you are you not big on female boxing? Nah, I don't really watch that. I'm not, I'm not big on boxing no more than I was before. Before, oh. I was a fanatic. That's yeah. why I was hungry. Now, I watch boxing. I love to taste the boxing. Like, you know, I watch one round, two rounds, tell what's going to happen. But I'll tell you about the style. Yeah. Uh, about the fuck can happen. I'm, I'm not these boys that you, you don't watch the same substance like you did back in the days. You seen art, you seen talent, you seen shit you could pick up and learn. You watch boxing, you can't really learn too much about boxing nowadays. Like mm. those old school fights, those big fights, you learn from those fights watching them. Hey, you know what I say? I say everybody, everybody who's on YouTube, uh, searching, 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 uh, drills and, and mid, mid, mid works and shit. When the fights are right there, they need to be pulling up your purple terrain. They need to be pulling up your, your dad. They need to be pulling up all these guys, man. And they, you can watch the fights, the real fights, the real talented guys. And y'all rather watch some coach who ain't never produced. He ain't never taught a dog to sit. But you you over here, you got all the world's greatest fighters right there. And they ain't watching shit. You ask them about that. You know, I was in the gym and I said, a great southpaw. I said, man, I was training. I got a southpaw now, right? We won the right now. Yeah, we're fighting Mexico. And I said, uh, I said, man, let me explain something to you. And I and I was talking about great southpaws, and I brought up uh, Mike Nunn, and he was like, hmm? <laughs> I said, son, you got some homework to do. Mike was second to none. Go, go find out who that is. And then, you know, it's these guys to pull up, these guys to put these great fighters, man, and don't do it. You could even pull up great sparring of great fighters. And they don't do that either. But they'll pull up, they'll pull up a trainer with a gimmick. Like I said, they never, you know, ain't never, ain't never talk shit from shit. And they'll they'll you become, you become a great trainer, brother. You become a great trainer. You've been telling me something, you've been talking to me some language that I don't hear. Those days are gone. About what do you say? Those are many punches. And are you telling me this? These kids, you're right. You're going to be a great trainer. You got to study boxing. You got to love boxing. Study. Yeah. If you're a trainer, you got to see style. You got to study. You got to be watching fights like it used to be. You can't just come to training because you watch my good power work. Power <laughs> you look pretty. Power when you work on something. You work on, a comb- you work on a shot. You work on a combination teaching. They're not about looking pretty. Pop, 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 touch. Nah, it's not going to do with that. Right, right. You got to, hell, they don't even know what to look for, though. They don't even know what to look for in a trainer. So, you know, they're willing to fight. They're willing to fight. They show up to fight. They pick the bitch in the ring or on the head. Of the <laughs> they lost like a motherfucker. They don't know. <laughs> but what can you do? That's why, hey. You right now. That's why That's why I don't uh I don't miss my words, bro. If I see a, if I see a so-called trainer getting kids beat up at the tournaments, at the amateur shows, you know, I, I'll be behind him in the, in the chairs. Help him out, bro. Stop the damn fight. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it, 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 
it's it's sad, but it's you know it's part of it's part of the game. Man. You gotta change boxing, man. There's no reason why you should have commentators, um, people calling fights, hosting fights, if they've never been in the ring before. Like it, it can't be possible. Boxers have to get more involved in boxing. Old school should get more involved in boxing. But we won't lose our custom in boxing. We're losing it. I told a uh, I told a guy. I said, man, there's 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 still branches of them old trees, man. You just got to know where to look. And they, you know, it, it, it ain't in the uh, it ain't in the cardio fitness boxing class. That's a damn story. You got the uh, and you know the old you know trainers. I'm a, I'm 43, bro. 40, I made 44 in January, and I said. I don't even waste my time with certain guys, you know. I pick up and be like, nah, man. Yeah, you know, I have a little a little tryout and be like, nah, man, this ain't gonna work. It takes it takes a while for a trainer to get a litmus test like that. You know what I'm saying? To say, what what do I need to see out of this kid before I even waste my time? And that's another thing you don't see. You see trainers, they got 15, 16 fighters, amateur fighters, and you're like, yeah. Damn, you teaching all them out of fight? You can do that? You a bad motherfucker, man. And they lose every fight. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hey, so what are you hearing? What are you hearing out of your camp as far as what's 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 uh what's gonna be happening in boxing, man? You you hearing any rumblings over there? When the next show is I don't have a what you call camp, I don't have a team um, I like I said, I'm away from boxing, away from boxing for a while. The only reason I go back to I mean, only way I go back to boxing to the states is I have a fight coming up. If I have a fight coming up, then my next step will be going to the states and training out there. But um, as far as talk boxing, talk I mean, they're gonna see a fight. It's just what 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 you beat every day at these sites. Yeah. Boxing going on. We don't know what's going on. I talk about doing fights for the audience. So I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask you something, man. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna get into it too heavy because you know this ain't the show for it. But uh, being a Puerto Rican brother from from New York and now you're in Pe- how did you how did you come to the faith, brother? Were you uh, religious? Yeah. I was born and raised in New York City. I'm a New Yorker. So you always been in touch with uh. With Muslims, you always came across Muslims or what? Oh, how I got to Islam. How I got to Islam. Okay, I got you. I, got you. I came to Islam, and I'm in the love, man. Um, I wasn't raised Islamic or born Islamic, so I have no idea what Islam was. It's just something came to my heart. And when that something comes to your heart like that, it's from God. So when I was in Panama, I, I was having a, a little rough time with my then girlfriend. She's my wife now. At that time, I was having a hard time, my damn girlfriend. So I got away from the went to the city. And one morning, I went to go jogging. When I got jogging, I passed through a, a majid. But I didn't know the name of it. So when I passed by, I heard the, I heard the, 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 the Han, but I didn't, know, I didn't know what it was either. So I asked the guy in front, yo, what they singing? No, they're not singing. Tell me, wait, tell me, wait. I asked him again, yo, what's that? What they singing? What is that? Can I see? He said, I went, when I went and I peeked in real quick. I see the floor. Now I came back out and I asked him again, what is that? No, they're praying. I said, bro, get out of here. What's that? <laughs> cool. 
I went home, bro, back to my room. Boom, that night, I was going to hard house with my wife. I asked God. I've always been a person of God, man. I, I was raised by every Puerto Rican, every, every Latino. I was a Catholic at first. Right, right, right. Something, something didn't sit right with me. Uh, I'm Catholic. But I kept on on a spiritual level, looking, you know, in tune. Definitely I became a Christian. Um, cool. It was different. It was fun. I felt like I was getting somewhere. But during that time, I was going to my brother and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, saying, God, please, brother, guide me. I need your help. Guide me, please. I'm here in a country that's not mine. Guide me. I'm about to lose it, man. I'm going to jail. Guide me. And the next morning, I woke up and I stopped by the mosque. And when I got back to the hotel for my run, I started looking it up on my phone, Islam. Then I asked a friend of mine. No, no. the how it works. Then the next day, I went to the boxing gym. And a guy who was a bodyguard for my father called Eddie Hamilton, from my father's place, I seen my man for a lot of houses, and he's a bodyguard. He came to the gym, and I finished my work, and I was walking out, seeing a big muscle guy. So I looked at him, nah, I like my guy Panama. When I went over, it was my boy Panama. Hey, what up, man? We said, you know, we talked a little bit of Panama in the hotel, man. He's my help, man. I'm going through some hard times. You stay in one of my places. And then I suppose I want to become, you know, you know, any Muslim? So yeah, my good friend who owns a perfume shop is Muslim. But I'm he's not. So he took me over to the spot. And I met the guy who was a Muslim. He told me, yeah, um, we do Ramadan time too. Then let's go to the middle, let's go to the masjid. To Shahada. I just went, it just felt right. Nobody had to convince me. The feeling I felt I'm in the right path. It's nice why to tell me about it. I didn't know nothing about it. But when I went in and I started winning there with the brothers and you know, the teach me how to why do clean your hands. It it felt like a brotherly love, like, oh I got a place to go to. It, it was just it's just different. Islam is is a way of life. It's different. Right, right. When did you, when did you make Shahada? I made Shahada in 2009. My, uh, <clears throat> my name is the champion. I was telling you about uh, made Shahada and, 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 and one of my, another one I approved uh, became Muslim last year, man. You know, it's funny because I, you know, I always tell people, man, don't judge your slime on me. I'm a film believer, man, and 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 so I don't really propagate, you know, and try to try to do that. But when 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 young guys end up going that route, you feel like you made a made a good impression. But you know, only God can lead. Only God can lead someone to the dean. Only the mistakes are mine. So. Alhamdulillah, man. Hopefully, hopefully I get credit because <laughs> I did a lot of wrong, man. Hopefully, I, I, I always say this. You know, I always say this. You have, you know, it's important to be a believer. You have to believe in something in life. If you just wake up in life like, like you not believe in nothing, you just live in life for nothing. Yeah, you have to have a belief, brother. You gotta have something you fear. You gotta fear Allah. You gotta fear God. You gotta have fear. I'm out the creators. If you don't believe in nothing, then you just lost in life. You just walking through that like whatever, you know, okay, whatever. That's we got a large uh, there's a large Hispanic uh Muslim population in, in Houston. Some of the young brothers who I, I made Shahada with back in 2000, they uh one of the brothers went studying in Medina and became a, a you know a shape. He came here, they got a they got a thing called Islam or Spanish, and they got a you know a, a you know, build an outreach program, man. They do, they do Juma and, and Spanish and English, and it's a big, it's a big population here, man. Hispanic Muslims, man. 
in, in Texas. They go, they go everywhere, bro. The laws that signal. Huh? Did we? Can you hear his macho? He probably froze up. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> See if he can we get him back. Yeah, if he comes back, we go. We'll finish the show. Hey, let's take this time to talk, uh, reach our, uh, uh, to, um, reach out to our guy, Jeremiah. He had, uh, absolutely. He had a, boy, is that Bell, Bell's palsy? It's, 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 it's a stroke that causes, it, it, it has a stroke. Uh, I knew a couple of people that done had that, that Bell, Bell palsy yeah. syndrome, I think it's called, man. Freezes half your face, half your body, really. Yeah. So shout out to Jeremiah. You you uh you know you're recovering right now. Just know we all support you. We're behind you. We know you're gonna get through this, bro. Uh keep fighting a good fight. You know, Absolutely. and I was just thinking about this too, and I was gonna I was gonna send you a text message, but I, I'll go ahead and say it here. You know, a lot of times this shit happens, shit happens in uh in life, and, and, and we don't know why. Uh but this 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 coronavirus. You know, it puts us all on lockdown. It keeps us at home. And I was just thinking, you know, when when he shared when he shared what happened, he had said that he was at home and that he was able to call out to his his girlfriend. Well, you know yeah. what? Because he was at home, because his girlfriend was there, they were able to get him to the emergency room and and get it addressed. You know, what if he would have been on what if he would have been on the road somewhere? You know, in a hotel by himself, yeah, and and, and 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 dealing with something like this. So, bro, you know, things happen for a reason. Uh, you know, God, God had it set up this way, and you were able to be at home. Your girl was be was able to be there, and uh, you're able to recover uh, from this without really missing the shows or anything because the shows are on pause. Right, right. You know, you're not you're not you're not missing out on anything. So, you know, we just want to let you know that, you know, uh, we're behind you. You're, you're in our thoughts. We appreciate everything that you do. And, uh, you know, get well soon, bro, because, uh, you know, boxing needs you, man. Yeah, you know, I'm a big voice man fan, bro. Uh, he's usually my link to the local fights. If we don't have nothing on him, <laughs> he, he always goes live, bro, so I can see all the action, man. That's my guy, man. And, and it was nothing... I reached out to him once and said, man, make me an intro, man. Yeah. And he did it like it was nothing, man. I like that guy. Man. And, and uh, you know, we believers over here, so we, we put him in the prayers, man, and and, and uh, he'll recover, man. Yeah. Hell, I've seen him. He's, he's been doing little shout-out vids since, and he still got it. He still, still got it. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he did it He did it yesterday for his, old, his, his recovery. And – and uh, he did something for us that I'll probably be releasing today. So he he did, and I, 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 it's it's a surprise. We'll, I'll share it later. Uh, it, it's it's cool though. But yeah, man, uh, Jeremiah, bro, get well soon. What else we got going I was, on? I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday with uh, Lou DeBella, 
and uh, I'm having a brain fart, bro. What's the name of the podcast? But anyway, and he was talking about how, you know, about these closed shows, uh, you know, uh, no audience, just boxing, you know, the uh, right. commission and the, and the people necessary to fight. And he was saying, uh, you know, people think it's just going to pop off soon we clear it. But he was like, man, that's, they're still going to have social distancing regulations and stuff. And you just don't know how the fighters going to react to being in the building by themselves, you know, just the two fighters. And 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 how it's going to, uh, you know, how, how the floor of the fight's going to go on it. And he was like, uh, you know, <clears throat> do you do you put do you put Regis and Hooker, which is a great fight, do you put them in a in the, in the, in the ring with no gate? And how you pay them? You know what I'm saying? Because the promoter loses the gate. So so two things two things on that one. I hope these I hope these uh, these team owners these promoters these. Uh, you know, people that are involved in the executive level with these pro uh, sports realize and now moving forward uh, will appreciate how important the fans are to the show. Right. Yeah. Because I was watching, uh, I was flipping through uh, TV the other day or my wife was and she stopped on wrestling and she goes, look, they're they're having wrestling with no one in the seats. There's no there's no crowd. So I went to go look, and it was just so awkward. Like it it, it wasn't it it didn't make any sense. You can see it in the performance. The crowd, the fans, really do provide a certain level of a max level of energy and element. That's a pure. Show. And so what you just said, as far as uh, uh, Regis and Hooker, I wouldn't waste a show yeah, like man. that on, on an empty, on an empty uh, uh, stage. Now, you know, not to knock anyone else, but maybe, maybe to keep fans entertained or to, or to keep or for trial and error bases. Yeah, I would put on, probably, I would probably put on a couple of shows. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an A-list show or an A-list uh, 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 card where you have some big names on there. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And, and oh. you're right. It's going to be a slow rollout with with the social distancing and the now. What I would recommend, what I what, the first the first my first thought was. If you are gonna do shit like that i would have a fan fan like the 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 fans cheering on the inner on the on the speaker system like the old tv shows the applause right well, you know they still do it they still they still do that shit at the, the lab stadiums they'll have they'll they'll add it to bring up the yeah you know who got caught doing that uh probably the patriots no, the trash ass Atlanta Falcons, because they didn't have no turnout, <laughs> and they were filtering. They were filtering crowd noise through 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 the speakers. But yeah. you know that's some garbage ass Falcons. <laughs> I'm tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Now I, I ain't no wrestling fan, but 
I watched wrestling as a kid, you know, the Vine Erickson and, and uh, uh, you know, all the, the old yeah. school, you know, in the 80s. And wrestling is a spectator event. You know, I ain't going to say sport, even though they they athletes, but yeah. the crowd is a pivot. They they playing like they fighting yeah. for the crowd. That's all you're doing. You, you fake fighting for the crowd. So how the hell are you going to fake fight for no crowd? No now you just yeah. not now you just a uh, you doing like a stunt scene on a movie, yeah. And so yeah. how do you you can't really entertain nothing, man? So I don't even know how that would turn out. But forgive me, to all the wrestling fans out there. I mean, I know it's a super huge thing, but so the same thing with a fighter, man. If if you know the fans motivate the fighters, bro. You know, if the fighter if the fighter gets in the jam, he gets rattled. And ain't nobody saying, "Come on, champ." Well, imagine, imagine, imagine having the 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 Roman Callus the the Roman Callisim uh, and, and Roman Roman soldiers fighting without no one in no 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 one. Yeah, there. Just fuck, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna fight this lion and this tiger <laughs> with this sword, and ain't nobody here to say, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, that don't make sense. Now, now, if you could get some kind of network or app or whatever that pays. And you could pay some decent fighters, some upcoming fighters, you know, a decent, you know, couple thousand dollar purses. Then it's worth it because you're getting paid to do it, yeah. but you're not risking a world rated fighter. You know, you're not risking uh, one of you guys who's in title contention, you know, losing to to so and so because it's a dead, you know, it's a dead space. I don't know, man. I think a lot of people's gonna try it. Uh, even Joe and them was talking about trying it, and I think they should. There's a lot of fighters in Houston that if they could give them, you know, fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars to show up and fight, you know, ain't nobody in the gym sparring. Ain't no, ain't no crowd in the sparring session either. But you're not risking uh, these guys. But to put like a Regis Probrate, yeah. a fan favorite style fighter, in a situation where first of all you ain't gonna be able to pay him. What he's worth because you don't you don't cut your you don't uh, cut your nose despite your face because there ain't no gate you know and so how does and who's gonna pay you know there's no site fee you know uh, the the MGM Grand ain't gonna buy fifteen thousand tickets to sell when ain't nobody buying tickets right. so there's no site fee there's no you know there's really nothing it's got to be a pure you know, promote an agent thing with a network and maybe filter in some crowd noise. Just show the just show the cameras on the ring and maybe you can do it. I ain't saying there ain't a way you can do it. And, and you know, fight it's a real fight. So people watching it will be into it. It's just I worry about the fighters uh being Are into we gonna it. have a fight by the end of the year? Are we gonna have a show? I think so, yeah. We, I look for everything we, that, we, I, we, I look for I look for everything to pop off about October, man. Something's gonna happen in October, November, December. Watch, because you're gonna. This is what's gonna happen. Now you're gonna have a bunch of fighters who don't get in shape anyway that'll go fight. But real fighters, uh, you know, this thing's over. And what? What? What we in, bro? April, May, April, end of, end of April. So in July. So in July, the promoters get a date for September, or October, whatever. And they and they pick the fighters and, and 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 you know the ticket sellers get their tickets and stuff and then they got two months to get ready for the fight. 
And I'm purely just guessing, because what the fuck do I know? I don't know. I don't know when this thing's going to end. Nobody knows. But I'm thinking through the summertime, <laughs> this thing will disappear, and then we'll go October sometime, man. Well, if everyone goes out and drinks their Lysol and injects themselves with disinfectant, we'll be good by... I get a shot of smoke, man. Ah, right to the dome. Right to the dome, man. I got bubbles. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think Macho's going to be coming back. Yeah, I think I, I think we was having a... Uh, we got enough talking to each other. I think yeah. we got some good stuff, but... We was having a little bit of internet lag, uh, but it was good, man. Yeah, uh, it was good seeing him. Talking about his dad. He's got a book coming out. I know he already had another book. He out there in Panama, living the dream. Yeah, man. We'll make sure to get some of that, some copies, and push it for him, bro. For sure. Uh, but yeah, man, good stuff. Anything else? Uh, y'all still. Say- Y'all still stay uh, safe out there, man. It, you know, still wash your ass and wash your hands and, <laughs> and stay home, bro. If you ain't got no reason to be out there, don't go out there, man, because we don't know if it, it, this thing might turn into a, a, a second thing because people go out thinking it's, it, it's the, the coast is clear, and we ain't, and clearly we ain't getting mm. good information from 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 our uh, our leaders because. It's a, it's a, it, you know it's never happened before in the last fifty years. So they just guessing too. I mean, and and, and you know everyone man. throwing shit at the wall saying wear a mask, don't go out. But if you go out, don't wear a mask. Yeah, but don't you wear, wear a mask. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> disinfectant works on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But it work on, we don't know, man. But at the end of the day, you got to use common sense. You know, yes. we, we're, we're grown ass adults. You know what you should and shouldn't be doing. Uh, Fuck, you know you you, you I, I, use your common sense, you know. Absolutely, man. That's all you can do, man. You, heaven forbid, you bring something like that home to your wife or your children, man, and and, and you know, and you make it. You know how that's it. You know right. how that goes. You 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 fight it off like it ain't nothing, and then you give it to one of the babies or something. You know, uh, stay home, man. If you ain't got no reason to go nowhere, don't go. Uh, the coast will be clear soon. And we'll get back to normal, but but until then, man, uh, everybody needs to stay safe and and, and do this. Stay vigilant on on you know all the all the things you can do in a regular flu season. A regular flu season, you don't go dapping motherfuckers and and hanging around people that's coughing and sneezing and stuff. So do the same thing. That's what's up. And uh, so again, big shout out to Jeremiah, bro. Get well. Hey, I want to take this time right now to personally invite uh, Marlene Esparza back on the show, man. We had you on last year. It was a great time uh, chatting with you. This was pretty. Oh, uh, she, she done had some, uh, she, she got some things to talk about, man. That'd be great to get her back on the show. Marlene, if you, uh, if you watch it, man, come back on the show. We can set it up like this. We get you in uh, uh, via video. Uh, is there anybody that you, you, you'd like to come see on the show, coach? Anybody? No. Oh, you know, once I get Clarissa, I'm done. <laughs> well, why, why don't we keep doing it? I've been finishing my, my journalistic, uh, my journalistic uh, voyage and be through. <laughs> so, Clarissa, we can get you on the show, man. We really uh, love to sit down and chat with you, man. It'd be a great opportunity uh, to use this time. We don't got too much going on uh, 
uh, doing anything else. So, man, Clarissa, if we can get you on the show, we'd love to have you. Uh, other than that, man, all y'all local fighters, trainers, boxers, hit us up. I know we've been re- we've been uh, getting some messages. We're gonna try to get through to everyone. Uh, yeah, but uh, we appreciate the continual support that you guys been giving us, and uh, we'll, we'll catch y'all next week. We out. We out.